So Ibrahim السلام, he said, Inni ذَاهِبٌ ila Rabbi. I am going to my Lord. Look at how he's changing such a negative situation into a very positive one. Imagine being shunned by your people, threatened by your people, thrown into the fire by your people. And then your own father tells you, you either stop or I'm going to kill you myself. Just these words are even difficult to say. How could a father say that to his own son? But Ibrahim salam, look at what he says. إِنِّي ذَاهِبٌ إِلَىٰ Rabbi. If I am leaving this place, then where am I going? To my Lord. He's converting negative into positive. They said, leave. He said, I am going. Where? To my Rabb. I am not alone. Rabbi habli. And he also turned to dua. He asked Allah, Rabbi habli. O oh my Lord, you grant me. Min as-salihin among the righteous. As-salihin, plural of salih. He said, grant me of the righteous. Meaning, grant me a righteous child. He didn't just say, I want a child. But he said, I want a righteous child. So what happened? فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ So we gave him good news. بِغُلَامٍ حَلِيمٍ Of a غُلَام Of a boy who was to be Halim. Very forbearing. And remember, the way the story is mentioned over here, it might appear as though his dua, he was instantly given a child. It didn't happen instantly. It happened when? After many, many years. But the point is that when you make a dua to Allah, then remember that Allah is ni'mal mujibun. When we ask Allah, it's always, that request is always accepted. Always accepted. Because Allah says, Udu'uni astajib lakum. You call upon me, I will give you. I will accept it. Allah always accepts. And the way He gives us, the way He responds to our prayers is in different ways. At different times. It's not according to our standard, it's according to Allah's standard. So, فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِغُلَامٍ حَلِيمٍ Out of all the descriptions, what description is given over here? Halim. That boy, and this is referring to Ismail salam. he was Halim. What is Halim? Halim is the one who has Hilm. And Hilm is the ability to control oneself from anger. Meaning from showing anger. This is what Hilm is. That when you're upset, you have the ability to control your anger. Control as in not display it. How do we display anger? Through our words, the volume of our voice, right? Our physical aggression maybe, the way we slam the doors, or the way we throw things, or maybe by our walking, our expression, right? There's so many ways of showing anger, displaying anger. Hilm is that you control yourself. And this has to do with age also. Because little children, what happens with them? Do they have any self-control? Generally they don't. Isn't it? They're upset because they didn't get the right color, right? Or the right candy, or the right spoon, or the right fork, or something is not according to their desires. And they don't even use words to show their frustration. What do they use? Screams? Cries? Right? Physical aggression? Tantrums? So, Hilm comes with hulum. Hulum ihtilam is the age of puberty. 
Alright? It's the age of puberty. So it comes with age. This inner strength, the ability to control oneself, develops how? With age. But it's amazing how even as adults sometimes we behave like children. When we don't display any hilm. But Ismail salam, he was Halim even as a Ghulam, even as a boy, as a young child. فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِغُلَامٍ حَلِيمٍ And he was a son of who? Ibrahim salam and Hajar. He was composed, he had self-control, even as a young child. Tolerant, patient, composed, calm, understanding boy. And this is a big deal. Because generally we, we say that, oh, boys are just like that. You know, they're just rowdy. It's okay for them to be rowdy. No, it's not okay for them. We think that for girls, it's not okay to display such behavior. And for boys, it's okay. This is not right. But anyway, we see over here that غلام Halim, he's being praised. How Halim was he? فَلَمَّا Then when? بَلَغَ He reached. Who reached? Ismail salam. He reached. Mahu With him. With who? With Ibrahim salam. With his father. Asaya. The exertion, the running, meaning the age of exertion. He reached the age of asari. What does sari mean? Sari is to endeavor, to strive, to run, to proceed hurriedly. And sari is referring to amal, meaning he was able to do work. Okay? At the age where he could go about with his father and work. Okay? And some have said, this is the age of seven. He was seven when this incident happened. And some have said that he was 13 when this incident happened. Regardless of whether he was seven or 13, seven, 13, not much of a difference today. Because both are treated as children. Right? So, فَلَمَّا بَلَغَ مَعَهُ When he reached this age, قَالَ And you know when children, when they're little, you have many, many dreams and hopes and wishes. And when they start walking around and they're actually able to do their work. You know, when your child brings in homework from school, their science project or something like that, you feel like, oh, my baby is big. And then you have even bigger dreams for them. Ibrahim salam, imagine the kind of dreams and hopes that he has for his son. But what happens? Ibrahim salam has a dream. And the dreams of the prophets, what are they? Wahi, they are a command from Allah. In a hadith we learn, رُؤْيَ الْأَنْبِيَاءُ وَحْيٌ The dreams of the prophets are inspiration from Allah. So Ibrahim salam had a dream. And he mentioned this dream to his son. قَالَ He said, يَا بُنَيَّ O my dear son, إِنِّي Indeed I أَرَى I saw فِي الْمَنَامِ In the dream, in the sleep. Manam from noon wa meem, noam is sleep and manam is a mustar. It can also be understood as ظرف, the place or time of noam or sleep itself. So I saw in sleep, meaning while I was sleeping in my dream, I saw that anni adbahuka. Indeed, I was slaughtering you. The word adbahu, ذال باحا, ذبح. ذبح, what does it mean? ذبح is to slaughter. ذبيحه, which we say very easily, ذبيحه. Right? What is ذبيحه? That which has been slaughtered the correct way so that we can eat it. It's halal. Right? So, أَنِّي أَذْبَحُكَ I saw that I was slaughtering you. What does it mean? 
That means that I have to do it. If I saw it in my dream, that means I have to do it. But does Ibrahim alayhi salam say that to his son? No, he doesn't. He says, فَنْظُرْ So look, مَاذَا tara? What is it that you see? Meaning, think about it. Tell me what you think. What do you say? What do you think I should do? قَالَ Ismail alayhi salam He said, يَا abati, Oh my dear father. You see, Ibrahim salam addressed him with respect. Ya Bunayya. And how does the son address the father? Ya Abati. Oh my dear father. Because you create the culture around you. You get what you do. You get what you give. So Ibrahim salam treats his son with respect. And how does the son respond to him? With equal respect. Ya abati, oh my dear father, if al-matu'mar, do what you have been ordered. Meaning, what does my opinion matter here? It's the command of Allah. So do what you have been instructed, satajiduni. Soon you will find me. Wow, jim dal, wajada. To find. You will find me, insha'Allah, if Allah wants, min as-sabirin, amongst those who are patient. Meaning, I will be patient over this, insha'Allah. Notice, he's not saying certainly I will be patient because he knows he's a human being after all. Right? Giving up your life is not easy. He says, insha'Allah. If Allah wants. And this is where we say insha'Allah. Not when we are unsure about something. When do we say insha'Allah? When we don't want to do something. Right? When our father asks us to do something and we don't want to do it, we say, insha'Allah. Inshallah, I'll see. Right? Your mom says, load the dishwasher, like, Inshallah. Right? I'll do it, Inshallah. Like, maybe, you know, if Allah allows me, you know, it's not my fault. Right? But look, Ismail is saying, Satajiduni, Inshallah, Minas Sabirin. He's acknowledging that the strength comes from who? From Allah. The ability to do something comes from who? From Allah. You raised your hand? I just wanted to say that, like, I looked up, uh, yeah, abati on Quran.com, and there were only like three or four verses that came up with the word, yeah, abati, and it was Ismail alayhi salam and Yusuf alayhi salam, and I think maybe one other person who said that, but I just found it so beautiful that, like, basically every father's child relationship that's mentioned in the Quran has ya abati, like a beautiful, respectful way of addressing their parents. And that comes when the parents also treat children with respect. Yes. It's the father of the sons. And nowadays if you ask 13 or 7 years boy, who's given importance to give him about what's your idea? I'm going to give mashwara with you, yeah. so you give me your opinion. Yeah. So this one give him importance, a small child to discussing, give him as a prophet, like he's spending the time with your child and give him importance for what you thinking. Yes, very true. There's many lessons over here. First of all, what we see in this ayah is the fact that Ismail was truly halim. If somebody were to say to you, I have been instructed to kill you, for example, okay? If somebody were to say, what would be our first reaction? <gasps> right? This is not hilm. Hilm is that you calmly listen to the full story. Hilm is that you process the whole story and you think about it. Why? 
Who's saying it? Where has the order come from? Right? What am I supposed to do? What right do I have over here? What choices do I have over here? You analyze the whole situation. This requires him. So the reaction of Ismail salam really shows that he was Halim. Because to say such a statement like that, you can't just say it unless and until you truly believe in it. And if you believe in something like this, if al-matu'mab, it shows a lot about your character, your belief. So firstly we see that he was truly Halim. Then we see, father and son are both on the same page. Despite the fact that Ibrahim salam he was ordered to leave Ismail salam in the desert and go away. Remember? Isn't that what happened? So Ibrahim salam wasn't always there for Ismail salam But despite that, father and son are on the same page. It is indeed a blessing from Allah to have your family, to have your children understand the religion and cooperate with you in this path. This is truly a blessing from Allah. Because which son would cooperate with his father unless and until he also believes in Allah? Because you see, Ismail doesn't say, I love you, I'd do anything for you. He says, If alma tu'mar, do what you have been ordered to do. Allah is commanding you. Then we see that Ibrahim he's He's consulting Ismail salam in a way. He's mentally preparing him. Because what do we see in the ayah? Firstly that he shared the dream with Ismail salam and then asked him for his opinion. And by the way, this is the best way of convincing someone. Instead of telling them, this is what you have to do, you present the situation to them and you say, what do you think about it? You understand? Like for example, if you have to go with your friend somewhere, and you want to convince your husband. If you ask him, I want to go out, he's going to be like, no way, I'm not putting the kids to bed, I'm not doing this and that. There's no way. But if you say, you know, I've had a very difficult week, and this friend of mine, she, I haven't seen her for like two months almost, and she really needs to talk to me, what do you think? Should I go? And he's going to be like, of course you should. You understand? You're getting the answer you want, but through a different strategy. What strategy are you using? Of consultation. Asking the other person of their opinion. Because it's different when we are told and when we are asked. It's completely different. When we are told, we feel lesser. When we are asked, we feel greater. We feel in authority. So this is one of the best ways of convincing someone. Then we see that as a father, look at how he's training his child. Right? That he is allowing his son to think about the situation. He gave him the space to make his decision. He trusted him and showed his confidence in him. That, oh my son, this is what Allah has ordered me. What do you have to say about it? But what happens generally? We want to make decisions for Everyone who's around us. We think authority means, you know, women power, authority. That means I'm the boss and I make all the decisions in the house. So that means the cups go where I want them to go. The shoes go where I want them to go. Right? The husband wears what I want him to wear. The younger brother wears what I want him to wear. Right? Everybody has to do what I want them to do. This may be authority, but it's not leadership. Leadership and authority are very different. 
Authority is that, okay, you're the boss, fine. Everybody fears you, they don't care about you, they'll just do everything that you want them to do because they're just pure afraid of you. Leadership is when you create change. When you take people with you. When you lead them in a particular direction to achieve their goals. And this happens how? With consultation. This happens how? By discussion. This happens by showing your confidence, your faith in people. What do you think about it? This is the situation. What do you think about it? فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا تَرَى One more amazing thing is that Ismail had spent more time with his mother. If you think about it. Right? Because Ismail he was in the desert with Hajar. She raised him. Ibrahim would visit, but if you think about it, there was no trains, no airplanes. How frequently would he visit? Not that often. So, Hajar is the one who mainly raised Ismail Sometimes what happens is that if a mother is raising her children all by herself as a single mom, she doesn't have that much confidence. Be confident. Yes, the father has a role to play. Definitely. But you as a mother can also accomplish a lot. You as a mother can also teach your children a lot. Because who do you think taught Ismail about Tawheed? Made him think good about his father. Because a typical woman would be like, your father left us in the desert. Your father, your father, not my husband, your father left us here. And you know what? You are about to die. I ran seven times. And then Allah saved us. Not your father. Allah saved us. Seriously. This is how women will talk about their husbands to their own children. As if your father is the worst man. So evil. The way Ismail is responding to his father, what does it show? They're on the same page. He loves his father. Yeah, Abati. He loves his father. And who instilled this love? It must have been the mother. Yeah, Abati fa'al ma tu'mar. And then we see later on that Ismail when he said, Ifal ma tu'mar satajiduni insha'allahu min as-sabirin, he didn't just say it, he actually meant it. Because he didn't just comply verbally and then later on he changed his mind. No. The following verses show that he said this with all his heart. He was 100% with his father on this matter. Because Allah says, فَلَمَّا أَسْلَمَا Then when both of them surrendered, أَسْلَمَا Both of them surrendered. How? Ibrahim a.s. the father was surrendering his love, his heart. Ismail a.s. was surrendering his Life. فَلَمَّا أَسْلَمَا Would you like to say anything else about the previous verse? About how Ibrahim a.s. You raise your hand? Yes. Training and tarbiyah of the mother that she brought all the confidence thinking the tribe stayed there and she built connections with them and she raised him in the desert and she bring that kind of positivity and that he answered like that and respected his father. But uh, Allah loved it so much that made it um, 
a sunnah for Umrah and Hajj for people to do that and remember her sacrifice. Yes, that sari is a part of our rituals. Go ahead. Bismillah, assalamu alaikum. I was thinking about Ibrahim when his father was like arguing with him. He said, Ya Abati to him. So his son also, he said, Ya Abati. So hal jazal ihsan illal ihsan. If we are good to our parents, inshallah our kids will be good to us. Jazakallah khairan. So falamma aslama watallahu liljabeen. When they both had surrendered and Ibrahim tallahu liljabeen. Tallahu is from the root letters ta, lam, lam. And talla is to put something face down. Okay. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, tallahu. He put Ismail, how? Face down. On what? Lil jabin. For the forehead, meaning upon the forehead. Why? So that he wouldn't see his face. And Ismail wouldn't see his father's face. Because you can't do something like this when you're looking at each other. It's very difficult. And it really shows how much they were sacrificing their ego, their heart, their love, everything for the sake of Allah. And little Jabin, Ismail, his forehead was on the ground. It's as if he was in a physical position of surrendering before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because in sujood, we put our forehead on the ground, don't we? So, وَتَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينَ And the word Jabin means forehead. Basically the word Jabin, it is said that Jabin is the side of the Jabha. Okay? Jabha, Jabha is the space, okay, which is between, you could say your brows. Okay, your eyebrows. Alright? But it's not just limited to the center of your forehead, but it's the entire place which is rested on the ground when doing sajda. Okay, so Jabin is one of the sides of the Jabha. Okay, and the face has two Jabins. Alright, so Tallahu Lil Jabin, meaning he put his entire face down, his entire forehead down. He was in a state of sajda literally. And where was this? In Mina. Right, as we learn that this was in Mina. وَنَادَيْنَاهُ And we called out to him, and that, Ya Ibrahim, Allah called out, O Ibrahim, قَدْ certainly, صَدَّقْتَ الرُّؤْيَا You have fulfilled the ru'ya. You have fulfilled the dream. صَدَّقْتَ صَدَّقْتَ Meaning you have carried out what you were commanded with. In what? In the ru'ya, in the dream. Inna, indeed we, kathalika, likewise, najzil muhsinin, we reward the doers of good. How is it that we reward the doers of good? By removing from them their distress, by making a way out for them. Because was Ibrahim in a difficult situation right now? It was extremely difficult. What about Ismail Very difficult. Ismail is on his forehead. Ibrahim is about to pass the knife. And Allah intervened. نَادَيْنَاهُ أَيَّا إِبْرَاهِيمُ قَدْ صَدَّقْتَ الرُّؤِيَا It's done. It's done. You've carried out what you were commanded. In a hadith we learned, this is in Musnad Ahmad, that when Ibrahim lay Ismail on his forehead, Ismail was wearing a white shirt at that time. And he said, Oh my father, I do not have another shirt in which you could bury me. Meaning this is the only shirt I have. So remove the shirt so that you can shroud me in it. 
Because if it's stained with blood, then how can you shroud me in it? So remove the shirt when you do slaughter me. So Ibrahim reached forward to remove the shirt when he was called out from behind. That, oh Ibrahim, you have fulfilled your dream. And when he looked back, there was a white, big-horned, and big-eyed sheep standing right there. إِنَّا كَذَٰلِكَ نَجْزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Thus do we reward the muhsineen, meaning we take them out of the distress that they're in. Allah says, إِنَّ هَذَا Indeed this, لَهُوَ Surely it was الْبَلَاءُ الْمُبِينَ The evident, the clear trial. There's no doubt about it. This was a clear trial. This was a very difficult test for Ibrahim and Ismail, but they both aced it. Bala, remember, is used for a trial, okay, which could be good and it could also be bad in the sense that it's very difficult. As Allah says in the Quran, وَنَبْلُوكُمْ بِالشَّرِّ وَالْخَيْرِ fitna. We test you with shar and with khayr, with evil and with good. It is said, أَبْلَاهُ Allah, meaning Allah tested him as in أَنْعَمَ alayhi, That Allah bestowed a favor on him. Because blessings are also a huge test. So, إِنَّ هَذَا لَهُوَ الْبَلَاءُ الْمُبِينَ Bala over here can be understood in both ways. This was a huge, a great, an evident, a clear trial, a clear test. Very, very difficult and mubin. Clearly very difficult. Is there any doubt about the difficulty of this test? No, there is none. And then, this can also be understood as this was a great blessing. What was a great blessing? That... وَفَدَيْنَاهُ بِذِبْحٍ عَظِيمٍ That we ransomed him, meaning Ismail, with a great sacrifice. That Ismail was not slaughtered over there. Instead, what was slaughtered? An animal was. So this was a huge blessing. فَدَيْنَاهُ فَدَالْيَا فِدْيَا What does fidya mean? A ransom that is given in place of a person to set that person free. So we ransomed him Meaning we saved him how? بِذِبْحٍ عَظِيمٍ ذِبْح ذِبْح Meaning مَذْبُوح That which is slaughtered. عَظِيمٍ Great. A great sacrifice. We rescued him by substituting for him with a great sacrifice. And what was that great sacrifice? That big horned, big eyed sheep. وَتَرَكْنَا And we left عَلَيْهِ On him, meaning for him فِي الْآخِرِينَ Among the later generations. And what is it that was left for him amongst the later generations? Salamun ala Ibrahim. Salam, peace be upon Ibrahim. That each time his name is mentioned, what do we say? Alayhi salam. This was the good name, the good praise, Thanaul Hasan, that Allah preserved for his servant Ibrahim alayhi salam. In Surah Al-Shu'ara, ayah 84, Ibrahim alayhi salam made dua, وَجْعَلِّي لِسَانَ الصِّدْقٍ and what does lisan al-sidq mean? Good praise, good mention. Kadalika, likewise, najzil muhsinin, we reward the doers of good. This is a message for everyone. Allah rewards who? Those who do ihsan. Now, this is something that was unique to Ibrahim where he was instructed to slaughter his son. Right? And, I mean, it's something that's wrong apparently. Technically it's wrong. We cannot kill someone. But remember that if Allah orders His servant to do something, 
then that is what? That is fard on that servant. He doesn't have a choice. This is similar to how, are we allowed to do sajda to other than Allah? Are we? No, we're not. But the angels were ordered to do sajda to who? Adam alayhi salam. So likewise, parents are not to kill their children, not at all. But this was a unique test for who? Ibrahim alayhi salam. Because Allah ordered him with certain kalimat, with certain commands, and Ibrahim alayhi salam atammahunna. He fulfilled them. What's the lesson in this? Why was Ibrahim alayhi salam given this command? What's the hikmah? What do you think? Raise your hand. What do you think? What's the reason? What's the message here? Yes. Okay. That no matter how much you love somebody, Allah's love comes first. What else? Okay. We are often tested through that which we love. He loved his son dearly and he was tested through his son. Yes. Yeah. The lesson is that you do what Allah's ordered you to do regardless of the sacrifice that you have to make in that way. Okay, what else? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's a very interesting comparison that where Ibrahim was thrown by his father into the fire, right? And the motive was completely different. That was for the sake of the idols. And here, Ibrahim is to slaughter his son for whose sake? For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was a test of complete submission, right? Because in Surah Al-Baqarah we learn, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ Surrender. What does it mean by surrender? Give up everything. Everything. For whose sake? For the sake of Allah. Because Allah made you, and you are for Him. So this was a test of surrender. Yes. See, when anybody sacrifices something for you, whether it is their money or their time, right, or their, you know, physical effort, whatever they give for you, does that increase them in their status before you? Does it? Like for example, if your mom buys you a really expensive gift, you already love your mom. But here she is spending $500 on you to get you something that you want. Will you love your mother even more? Will you? Yes. Love, you know, it's very easy to say I love you. But love, it has to be expressed. It has to be outwardly expressed. So Ibrahim salam, this was an expression. Allah ordered him to test him whether he would do it or not. And Allah knew that he would do it. But Allah tested him to make him go through that experience of giving up anything and everything for the sake of Allah. Even if it meant his son. And this is what makes the heart salim. Safe and sound, unblemished, pure from love even for any other thing or any other being except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is it wrong to love others? No, it's not wrong. But it's very natural that once you love something, you love someone, that love, it grows. And when it grows, then there is competition in your heart. You know, for example, if you have two children, there are times when you find yourself 
judging, am I being fair? Am I being fair? Am I being equal? So it's something very normal. There is a struggle. So Allah's love, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Go ahead. Yes. And that is the lesson. What are we willing to give up for the sake of Allah? Because belief in Allah, surrendering to Allah, Islam, Iman, that requires a level of sacrifice. What are we willing to give up? And you know, there are many big things, but it starts with little things also. How much of our sleep? How much of our time? How much of our fun? How much are we willing to give up for the one whom we claim to love? Go ahead. Jews and Muslims. Imam of all the nations, all people. Consider, and then he was in forefathers of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the way Allah Ta'ala bring his name and his examples to show us what submission means, to show us examples so we know how and who to follow and how to do it. Yes. I mean, he's an example for us that submission, there is a test, you surrender, and then the status is elevated. كَذَٰلِكَ نَجِزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ As-salamu alaykum. In ayah 104, did um, Allah talk directly to Ibrahim al-Islam when he said, Oh Ibrahim, stop? It could be, and it could also be through the angels. Allah can do whatever He wants. So, كَذَٰلِكَ نَجِزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Thus do we reward the doers of good. إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Indeed He was of our believing servants. Meaning those who truly believed in Allah. وَبَشَّرْنَاهُ And we gave him good news بِإِسْحَاق Of Ishaq alayhi salam Meaning another son. نَبِيًّا Who was to be a prophet مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ Amongst the righteous. After a great sacrifice came a great reward. He had a son. Allah tested him. Could you give that up for me? And he did. He showed that he would. And what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him another son. This is something so amazing. The blessings in this world, when we receive them, we love them so much, we want to keep them. We want to keep them with us. We don't want to let go. We don't even want to give up a little bit of it. But you give even a little bit of it for the sake of Allah, and Allah will give you more. This is similar to an investment. Right? If you want your money to grow, do you have to take that risk and invest it? Do you? You do. But if somebody says, no, 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 my money, I have to keep it. I can't take a chance. I really can't take a chance. Then okay, your money is not going to grow. You have to take that risk. You have to have faith. And you have to part with it if you want it to grow. And likewise, if we want to keep the blessings that we have, what do we have to do? Be willing to give something up for the sake of Allah. Be willing to give at least a part of it up for the sake of Allah. You know, for example, our time. Who thinks they don't have enough time to do what they want to do? They're too busy. Everybody thinks they're busy, right? Don't you? We do. So for example, making du'as in the morning, the morning adhkar. How often is it that we say, I'm too busy, 
I don't have time to say my adhkar in the morning. You know what? Let me get to work quickly. Let me do this quickly. Let me do that quickly. We don't make time for adhkar. But we have to steal time from somewhere else to make time for adhkar. And when we will do it, then I guarantee you, you will have barakah. You will have barakah. Experience it yourself. We try to save time in the night. I don't have time to recite even the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. Right? For instance, because the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, the one who recites them in the night, then what happens? They are sufficient for him for the whole night. Sufficient in what way? For his protection and also as if he has done ibadah all night long. For Qiyamul Layl. Yes. But we think, oh, two whole verses. It's going to take so long. It doesn't take long. It's just shaitan telling us that we cannot part with our time. We cannot give some of our time. We give it, you get more. Give and get more. Money. Money. Typical example. You give something and you get more from Allah. Look at the example of Ibrahim a.s. He was willing to give up his son and Allah gave him another one. Yes. Assalamu alaikum. Um, I was thinking, سَمِعْنَا وَاتَعَنَا This is truly how we should listen to the command of Allah. And this is not like Ibrahim alayhi salam said, you know what, I'll wait, maybe I'll have another dream, so I'm sure about doing this. And we have to see how quickly are we to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command. We have Qur'an which is proof, you know what I mean? It's not like we are having dreams and we have to wait till we obey commands of Allah. We are still unsure. And you know, we take long obeying the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also in this ayah when Allah said that, Salamun ala Ibrahim, I was thinking about how we read the rood in every salah. Yes. Right? For Ibrahim alayhi salam. Samirna wa ata'na. What happens generally is that when we learn about something, we logically analyze it. Right? Is it okay? Does it make sense? What are the apparent benefits? What is the harm? You know, the benefit must outweigh the harm. And we logically analyze it. And then if it suits us, we do it. If it doesn't suit our desires, we don't do it. But look, Ibrahim a.s. doesn't think, but it's the life of my son. It's my son. I have these dreams for him and I want him to become like this. No, nothing. Allah has ordered, that's enough. That's enough. If Allah has ordered, it's enough. Samirna wa atana. Where was the mother when this was happening? Allahu Arnam. But what we see in this family is every member of this family, how was it? Surrendering to Allah constantly. Because even Hajar, when she was left in the desert and Ibrahim a.s. was walking away, she kept asking him, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's happening? And he wouldn't respond. And she said, has Allah ordered this? And he said, yes. And she said, then Allah will never waste us. If Allah has instructed that we stay here, then He will never waste us. So, وَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِإِسْحَاقَ We gave him good news of Ishaq. نَبِيًّا مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ A prophet from among the righteous. Meaning, Ibrahim a.s. son, Ismail was a prophet. And also, Ishaq a.s. also was a prophet. وَبَارَكْنَا عَلَيْهِ And we blessed him. Who? Ibrahim. Wa'ala Ishaq. And also upon Ishaq. Meaning we bestowed blessings, our blessings upon Ibrahim and his son Ishaq. This can also be understood as we blessed him, barakna alayhi, as in Ismail. 
and also Ishaq, meaning both the brothers, both the sons. وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِهِمَا And what happened? From their descendants. وَهُ muhsinun, One who does good. And also وَظَالِمٌ And one who does ظُلْم On who? لِنَفْسِهِ Upon himself. مُبِين Clearly. Clearly unjust to himself. What do we see here? Ibrahim a.s. Both his sons. Righteous prophets. And what happened? From their progeny, there were those who were muhsin, and there were those who were zalim. Who was the muhsin? The one who believed and did righteousness. And who is the zalimul linafsihi? The one who denied, and the one who disobeyed. And this is zulm upon oneself. Parents were righteous, and some children were righteous, and other children were corrupt. This happened with the prophets also. The prophets, as parents, righteous. But what happened down the road, amongst their generations? There were those who were not righteous. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 124, Allah says, Ibrahim was tested, and Ibrahim he fulfilled all of the tests. Allah rewarded him. Imama. Allah said, I'm going to make you an imam for the people. Qala wamin He said, also from my children, meaning make my children imam also. Qala la My covenant is not for those who do zulm. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. رَبِّ هَبْ لِي مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِغُلَامٍ حَلِيمٍ فَلَمَّا بَلَغَ مَعَهُ السَّعْيَ قَالَ يَا بُنَيَّ إِنِّي أَرَى فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنِّي أَذْبَحُكَ فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا تَرَى تجدني إن شاء الله من الصادرين فلما أسلم وتله للجبين وناديناه أيا إبراهيم قد صدقت الرؤيا In 
Surah Maryam ayah 54 and 55 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises the character of Ismail alayhi salam where he says wadhkur fil kitabi Ismail innahu kana sadiqal wa'di wa kana rasulan nabiyya mention in the book Ismail who was true to his promise and he was a messenger a prophet so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him why because he was true to his promise innahu kana sadiq alwaad and what was the promise that he made with his father that satajiduni inshaallah min as-sabirin and did he show that sabr yes he did because allah himself says that aslama both of them surrendered and allah said when ismail alayhi was more willing apparently because he is saying to his father if alma tu'mar because if you think about it why is it that you consult somebody Why won't you just do what you have to do yourself? Why are you consulting somebody, asking them of their opinion? Because you want assurance. Isn't it? You want assurance. You want to believe that yes, you are doing the right thing. Even though you know that what you're doing is the right thing. Like for example, it's time to pray. You are supposed to pray. But still you say, shall we pray? Should I pray? Of course you should. Why are you asking, shall we pray? Because you want assurance that this is the perfect time, right? This is an okay time. This is something very normal. We want assurance. And Ismail a.s. is giving more confidence to his father. Ya abati, if ma tu'mar. You do what you've been ordered, and if you're worried about me, don't worry about me. Because I will do sabr, inshaAllah. And this shows us a very important lesson. When our parents are telling us to do something right, then what? Should we do sabr or should we do something else? When our parents are telling us to do something right, because Allah is the one who has given that command. Allah is the one who's given that order. It's from His book. It's from the sunnah. Then it is necessary that we obey Allah, His messenger, as well as our parents over there. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik